Hey guys, thanks for swinging by our podcast today. We hope this message leaves you encouraged and filled with hope and that Christ and His goodness is meeting your every need. A lot of churches have revivals. And, you know, some do the spring and and do the fall revival to say they had a revival in a time of renewal or time of stirring people up. And, like, I love those things. I do those things. But I, I think they're about useless if nothing happens after the fact. <laughs> I'd rather save our money and do something different. And I'd rather, I just, <clears throat> it just doesn't really matter. But what I've been finding, what I believe is, is, that, is that when we bring certain people in, if we're hungry, which I believe we are, the Lord ends up imparting things. And it's almost as if the Lord gives us upgrades, if you will. Okay? And so like, I'll track it back, like last April, this past April, Rob McCorkle was here for the second time, and I felt like during that time with Dr. Rob, I felt like people began to speak out like they were actually hearing from the Lord, and, uh, and so it like gave some confidence in that. And then in November, Pastor Corey Jones came, and the church really began to pray, and we were a praying church before, but it was like something got switched. And it wasn't because what a man it wasn't because of a man, but it was because what a man hosts and carries. And and you guys honor that and recognize that. And then Jay and Judy here this past week, I felt like some of y'all got really, really free. <laughs> like really free. And um, I'll be honest, like it was so free here on Tuesday. Like, like, I don't get nervous very often. <laughs> like, I, but I was a little nervous Tuesday. I'm like, Lord, what are you going to do? I mean, it's a good thing. And, and, and so now it's our job to continue to walk into this. Because it doesn't do a bit of good to get free. And then you get tired of being free and you're like, here, devil, just go ahead and handcuff me back up. <laughs> okay. And not that we intentionally do that, but sometimes that happens. And I'm saying we want to walk in this freedom. We want to live this stuff out. Now, as, as we were having these meetings, I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. He spoke to me about lots of stuff, but one of the things in particular that I really felt like he spoke to me about what, what, what was this, is, is that we've been, we've been, we've been, we started to pray, we started to, uh, 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 you know, we, we started to pray about where God is taking us as a church. We've been praying about what he's doing among us, what he's going to do. We've been praying about what the next thing is and all these types of things. But I felt very, very strong that the thing that we need to start honing in on is just the idea of faith. And it sounds so silly, so simple. But again, I like simple things. But we really need to talk about what faith is. And and because this is kind of what's happened. And these are good things. And I love these things. But through our worship or through our prayer time or even through the word, like sometimes the Holy Spirit shows up and you get goosebumps, Right. Or sometimes the Holy Spirit shows up and you have hot tears streaming down your face and you have no idea other than you have hot tears streaming down your face and you're like, God is here. And, and sometimes you're just like, you walk into the space and you're like, he's here. I can feel him. I don't like that word, but that's just the truth of the reality is sometimes you can feel him in the room, right? And like, I love that stuff. I love that stuff. It's a sign that he really is here and he's moving among his people. But what happens if those things don't come? He's still here. He's still here. And, and, and the only way that we will believe he's still here is if we have faith that he's still here. 
Okay? And so, so don't hear me wrong. I love those things. I just don't want to put all of our hope in those things because there will be times when it's like, I don't feel the Lord. And then you really find out what you're made of because then you worship despite what you feel, right? So, so, so it's like this. It must have been about a year and a half ago. And, and I'll be honest, like, I'm a touchy-feely guy. That's just, that's just me. That's how the Lord's wired me. I, I, I perceive a lot with what I feel, what I sense in the room. When I minister, I, it just, it's just how I operate. It was about a year and a half ago, it went, boop, gone. And like, that's how I rely even to like pray for people. I'm going to walk by someone, and I, and I can't explain it other than like, if I walk by Logan, I'm like, I just feel, I need, I, it's like, whew, I need to go pray for him. And so I'll pray for him. And it was a year and a half ago, the Lord took that away from me. Now, does that mean the Lord wasn't there? No. Does the Lord still want me to minister to our church? Yes. So, so sometimes I'll be praying, right? I'd be praying and, and I'm like, oh, I see something or I feel something I'm like, oh man, the Lord really wants to move right now on this person's life. It was like his unfair advantage. <laughs> but then when he took the advantage away, it's like, what do I do? And it was like, it was like the Holy Spirit just so gently whispered. He's like, do you really believe the things you've been preaching or not, Michael? Because even if I don't feel it, it doesn't matter. Because it's not what I feel it's what I believe, right? It's like, it's like in James when it says the prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Is it how good I pray? Is it what I feel what I pray? Or is it because what I believe when I pray or when I, what, when I pray, do I believe it actually changes the situation? You understand what I'm saying? And so, so, so again, I like this stuff. I'm just saying I want to get beyond that and, and not because there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying there will be times when you got to believe when you don't feel and when you don't see it. Okay. I'm just, it's just the, the just the truth of the reality. And, 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 and so, so it's like in second Corinthians five seventeen, really famous verse says we walk by faith and not by sight, right? For our purposes, we can say we walk by faith, not by what we feel or what we see. I mean, that's just a really simple way to phrase that. And, and, and that's really what a believer is. Like we believe in and God is spirit is what the Bible tells us. You don't see a spirit, but you believe that a spirit's there, right? Yeah, I'll answer for you. It says we walk by faith. Walk means we live or it means we conduct ourselves by faith and not by sight. If you've got to see it to believe it, you probably don't really believe it. <laughs> it's just so simple. I don't know I want to talk about that today. Because here's, here's the reality. Some of y'all really, the Holy Spirit really touched you the last few days. And I, I believe it with all my heart, the Holy Spirit touched a lot of people in our church. And there will be days when you don't feel like you were touched. There will be days where you're like... I feel pretty cruddy today. And it does not change the reality that he's real. And it does not change the reality that he did set you free. We just need to believe it and continue to walk in it. Okay? So, so let's look. What is faith? That's what we're going to talk about in the next few weeks. What is faith? Faith, Hebrews 11.1, 1, another famous verse. Just absolutely incredible. Now faith is. I love that, by the way. Depending on what scholar you read, by the way. They, they, like, it could be now, faith is, 
in, in essence, like, like, with all that being said, now here's what faith is. And there's some that argue that it's now faith is, like this time right now that we're living in. I don't know which one it is. I kind of like both of them <laughs> because I think we need faith right now that he's in the room. And then with everything being said, now faith. But anyway, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So what, what, what is faith? But the word faith, it means what can be believed. It means a state of certainty. <clears throat> it means to trust a doctrine, if you will. But it means a, a state of certainty. And so when I have faith, I, I, I have faith that when we show up, because what his word says, when we show up, it says that the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So like, I don't have to feel anything. When you guys begin to bless the name of the Lord, I know he's here because I have faith. I have the certainty that he is here, right? I mean, that's just what his word says, so I'm going to believe it. It says faith, <coughs> faith is the assurance. Assurance is the substance, the, the essence the confidence, it's actually assurance is, is the foundation. And so if nothing else, faith is the foundation of things that are hoped for. It's what we build everything on. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't build a case on someone that I see every single day with my eyes, although we can see it, but I don't, I don't build a case on that. I build a case on what I believe, and I become so convinced of the reality that he's good, that his love endures forever, that, that, that he walks with me, that he's promised never to leave or forsake me. I end up building a foundation to such a degree that I'm absolutely certain that he will not fail me. It's like when you build a foundation of faith, it's like this. Like, so, so if I'm down on the floor and I go, and I jump up on this platform, I'm certain this platform's going <laughs> to, it's not going to break underneath <laughs> my heavy self, right? I'm certain that it's going to hold me up. I, I have that level of confidence. In the same way, when we have faith, we have this level of confidence that even though we don't see him and even though we don't understand how things work, we understand that he's going to take care of us. That's what faith is. We build our foundation on that. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. This is just a real nuts and bolts message, folks. <clears throat> the assurance of things hoped for, hope, an attitude of looking Forward to something. We tell someone, <laughs> I tell one of, my, one of my mentors all the time, I'm like, it, it's okay to get your hopes up. I, I just think it is, it, like, if, if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and if He really is good, and if He's with, like, it's okay to get my hopes up. Well, I got, I got let down. It's okay, it's okay to get your hopes up. Well, that person, they, they messed up. It's okay to get your hopes up, right? Love believes all things, hopes all things, 1 Corinthians 13. And so, Hope, it's an attitude of looking forward to something. It usually means with a trusting, a confident hope. See, see, faith isn't like, I wish Jesus is here. No, it's like, <laughs> he's here. <laughs> he's here no matter what because he's promised to. And I'm just going to hold him to that word. I'm confident in that very thing. When I lay hands on someone and, and pray for healing, I am not saying, 
Please touch him, Lord, so I don't look bad. Like, I'm well beyond that. It's like, no, you said, whew, call the elders of the church together and anoint them with oil. And the prayer, uh, the, the, the prayer of them will heal them or will save them is what it says in the Greek. Like, I just happen to believe that's true. I'm confident of that very thing. What happens if it happens? Praise the Lord. If it happens, it doesn't. It's probably going to happen when I'm not there, and that's okay. I'm just saying, we, we got to get so confident in this stuff, man. And, and, and because, again, life is like this. Life's like looking at a heartbeat on one of those little things at the hospitals. Do, 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 do. Up and down, up and down, up and down, right? And if we live like this, up and down, up and down, up and down, depending on how, uh, uh, you know, we, a lot of times we go from mountaintop to valley, mountaintop to valley. And I'm not negating the facts of the valley. I'm just saying that no matter if I'm on the mountaintop or on the valley, he's still king. He's still good. He's still, his love still endures forever. So it's not going to change what I believe because I have faith in who he is. Hope means to look forward to something happening. I don't say it out loud, out loud every time I walk through these doors, but you know, I, I like I know I think it every time I walk in this church, every time I walk in this house. I'm like, you're going to do something today. You can't resist it. You can't resist it. Like I just like, what are you going to do next? When I wake up every day, I'm like, what are you going to do today? Like, I just anticipate he's going to do something. I anticipate, what are you going to tell me today? What are you going to speak to me today? Because he's not, he's not someone that just wants to live like this. He, I promise you, he's not. He wants to talk. He wants to talk. He wants to walk with us. He wants us to commune with him. And, and so I'm just really confident in that. And, and so like, like there's a lot of things that I'm not really good at. And there's a lot of things that I'm okay at. And I think one of the things I'm okay at is just saying, he said it, so I'm just going to believe it like a child. And it's like when you tell your kids something, they just think it's the gospel. They think it's the gospel. They, they just believe what you tell them. And, and like if my dad said he could do something, I believe my dad could do something, right? And it's the same thing. When he tells us something, I'm just going to be so convinced that there is absolutely no other thing that can happen other than what he says. I'm going to live with that confidence. And sometimes it's almost like you got to talk yourself into it. you got to talk yourself into it. And it's like, you said I would never be alone. You said that you never would leave or forsake me. So I feel alone right now, but you said it, so I believe you're with me. I believe you're with me. I believe you're with me. It's almost talking yourself into it. If you've got to do it, do it. But I'm saying, let's actually believe this stuff, man. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. The conviction means the proof or it means the evidence of something not seen. Like, that's crazy when you think about it. How do I give proof for something that can't be seen? <laughs> Spirit. <coughs> I can't prove it, but I can prove it. <laughs> I can't prove it. Like, there's, I can't prove it. But I promise me walking and me standing before you <coughs> is evidence that he's real and that he's good, right? Some of y'all, <coughs> some of y'all, the life change that you have went through, that is proof enough right there. Oh, man. It says it's, it's the conviction of things not seen, the proof, the evidence. It actually means the refuting error. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the refuting error. It means like just the argument that, that is so foolproof that you cannot be talked out of it, of things not seen. <coughs> 
Seen isn't just see, it's, it even means to, to what well, means to be seen, it means to perceive, it means to understand, it means to watch out. And it actually could mean this too. It means that you become so convinced of it that you start it and you don't hesitate after you start. And so, <laughs> faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things that are not seen. But you become so convinced that you just believe he's good and he's going to take care of you. And you become so convinced that when you speak his word that things happen. You become so convinced that when you pray he actually hears from heaven because you've been covered by the righteous blood of Jesus Christ. Now if you're walking in sin, like how do you get God not to hear your prayers? Be filled with sin. David says if I would have cherished sin in my heart you would not have heard me. Cherish means to love what you're walking in. That doesn't mean that you're going to slip and you're not going to mess up. But if you do, there's grace. But, but, but that is feeling guilt or that is feeling conviction for something you've done. And I think if you feel conviction and you begin to have a repentant heart, you begin to change, you're okay. All right? But, but, but he, he actually hears what we pray. And when we pray, if we're beginning to pray his heart, he begins to release the answers of the kingdom of heaven. Or begins to pour heaven out. And so, so anyway, he's just really good. The passion of this verse, the passion of this verse says, now faith, faith now faith, <laughs> now faith, <laughs> faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Faith isn't something you strive for. And faith isn't something you work yourself up to when you need it. Because, again, if you have to work yourself up like, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, you're probably not going to believe in that moment. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest, like it's, it's easy to believe when you get the promotion or when you get the raise. It's easy to believe then. But when you lose the job or when you get the back diagnosis from the doctor, that's when you really find out what you're made of. <laughs> that's why when we sing, I raise a hallelujah, it's, it's like it's so full of contradictions in that, in that when everything is going to hell in a handbasket, we still, we're living from this position of faith and we have this different point of view saying that, you know what, it's just going really bad, but you're still in charge, right? Or it's going really bad, but you're still good. Or it's going really bad, but you still have a plan. It's living from that position. But if I'm not living from that position and the bottom gets pulled out from underneath of me, like it really could wreck your entire world. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to respond? How am I going to do this? And, and I'm saying, let's just get to where we can live from this position to begin with. And that way, when something happens, it'd be like, are you trying to mess with me again? <laughs> right? Like for real. Like you're supposed to be my footstool, dude. That's what the word says. You're supposed to be my footstool. You're not even, go, go spend your budget somewhere else. Because, and you've heard me say this, the devil isn't omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. He's not all powerful. It's not God and it's not the devil. They're not equals. It's God who created Lucifer anyway and he fell from heaven. And so, so therefore, why do we ascribe the power of the Holy One? Which, by the way, that's what Lucifer wanted in the first place, Right? <laughs> 
That's exactly what he wanted. And Isaiah, you can read about it. Uh, the book of Isaiah says that this, actually, let me just give you a little history real quick, real quick. This is free. But, but the Lord, the Lord created the enemy. He created Lucifer. He was an angel who fell from grace. And his job, essentially, I'm really paraphrasing here, but he was the worship leader in heaven. And what he would do is he would go and report the praise and the worship to the Lord. So he would do. And something at some point in time switched in his heart. And he's like, that praise and worship that I'm giving to the Father from everyone else, I want it. He created, he made me beautiful. He was really beautiful, what the word says. He made me beautiful. Why don't they worship me? And so he caused a rebellion. Then the Lord cast him out of heaven. And so from that day forward, all he has tried to do is get us to place our worship to him and replace our, and rather, than, rather than give it to the Lord, we give it to him by ascribing him power, by ascribing him authority. That's why when Jesus went and he defeated death, he took the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because we gave them to the enemy in the first place. <clears throat> so it's not like it's not like there's old cartoons with the angel and the devil. It's like this turn. It's not like Star Wars where there's got to be a balance to the force. There is no balance. That's right. It's God and nothing else. <clears throat> now, I'm not negating when bad things happen. I'm just saying you don't have to let them eat your lunch. <laughs> it's like right. We just sing. I'm going to praise you in the middle of the storm. I actually thought when I first heard that song, it says, I'm going to sleep in the middle of a storm. That's what I thought it said, which both are really good, too. <laughs> Whether I sleep or I praise, <clears throat> it means I know he's got control. So faith is this position of the heart that you live from. It's really hard to define, but I'm, I'm just telling you, we really need it. We really need it. Because, again, there will be moments when you don't feel it. But you've got to have that faith to get through it. And faith is what God loves. It's like, it's like, how can I please God? Be filled with faith. Hebrews 11, 2. Like it just said, you know, faith, you know, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And in verse 2, it says this. For by it, for by faith, men of old gained approval. Think of that. Like before Jesus, before they got washed by the blood of the lamb, right? Before that, time of Abraham, the time of Isaac, time of Noah, how did, how did they gain approval from God? By faith. That's so good. By faith, they gained approval. Uh, 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 it says, for by it, the men. It means the presbytery. It means the elders. It means, it means the fathers of the church. Think, think of it like this. If you're a saint in today's terms, if you're a saint to the church, which you're all saints, by the way, if you've been saved, you're a saint, all right? For by it, the saints, they gain approval, which means they bore witness. They were spoken well of. It actually meant that they built a reputation. Like, I don't want to build a reputation on being able to post quasi-pithy things on Facebook, right? I don't, want to, I don't want to build a reputation at being good at board games. I don't want to build a reputation. I mean, like, seriously, like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even like board games. But, but, 
I don't want to build a reputation of doing this, that, or the other. I don't want to be, build a reputation for, 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 for different types of skills or giftings or skill sets that I have. I want to build a reputation that, like, that guy was a man of faith. He just believed, even when he couldn't see it, even when it didn't make sense, even when he doesn't even understand it. Like, that's what the ancients, that's how they built their reputation. It's like, no, you know what? Oh, you're going to go ahead and nail me, like, you know, because if you read, like, Fox's Book of Martyrs and you read about all the saints of the church or all the uh, apostles, like, those guys, most of them all suffered very, very brutal deaths. It was because they were being persecuted. They were being persecuted. They were being persecuted. However, they would not recant, even when they were being burnt alive or Peter was hung upside down on a cross and just all this type of stuff. Can't talk us out of it. It's how you gain approval. Some of, some of us, some of us work really hard, whether we give up money in the plate or some of us say, if I do this and do this and do this, if I serve, 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 you should do those things. But if I serve, 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 maybe I can gain God's approval. You don't do that. You gain it by having faith, by being certain of the things hoped for, right? And having the conviction of the things that are unseen. That's how you gain God's approval. It's like, I, whether I preach a good message or not today, it doesn't really matter. I'm not getting the Lord's approval by that. <laughs> Make it y'all's approval. It's mean, fine. But I'm not getting his. I get his approval by living in faith. By being so confident that he's real. Faith is how we please God and how we get rewarded. And before someone says, that's not about rewards, that's fine. You go ahead and not care about rewards. I, I think he is rewarding up. I understand all that. But if he's doling out rewards, I want to get every one of them I can possibly get. <laughs> if he's going to give a little extra jewel in the crown, I want to be the first in line to get the extra jewel. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, brother, I don't want to do that. That's good enough to go to heaven. Well, give me a break, dude. If he's going to do this, and if I get to sit one row closer to his throne when I get to heaven, <laughs> then I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can't get over it, dude. It's not about that, but it is. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not going to obsess over that stuff, but he's, it's just good stuff. Hebrews eleven six. I guess it's hard. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. <laughs> you mean I can live my whole life, confess my sins, and say I believe in Jesus, <coughs> go to church, put money in the plate, do all these types of things, but if I don't have faith, I'm not going to please God. That's what his word says. That's hard. Isn't it? I mean, that's like, it shouldn't work that way. I said, but, but that's just exactly what his word says. And so it's like, well, if that's the case, I probably want to live a faith-filled life. <laughs> I probably, I'm probably going to have some things, not because I want to do irrational things, but I'm probably going to have some things in my life that are irrational that there was no explanation for other than I believe he told me to do it and it just so happened he actually told me to do it. <laughs> without faith it's impossible to please him 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. I love that. Without faith, it's powerless to please him. Or, or let, me, let me read this definition. It says, for he who comes to God. Or comes, it means he who approaches God, he who comes near God, he who seeks association with God. Like that really makes sense to me because sometimes it's like, sometimes even in like today's world, it's like, like, like when you're trying to build a resume, you, you, you go works for somewhere. Why? So you can get, get an association with this company's name, knowing that it's going to springboard you into lots of other types of things. And, and, and unfortunately, that happens in the ministry world too, which just makes me nauseous. But anyway, it really does. But it's like, I want to, ugh, it's just gross. It's just gross. And it says close association with, and, and then he who comes to God, it actually means he who agrees with God. How do you agree with God? Don't argue with what his word says. I don't feel loved. <laughs> For God so loved the world <laughs> that he died and he gave his one and only son that whomever believes in him shall inherit, well, shall inherit eternal life and not perish. So, so right there, like, I, I just don't feel it. I just don't know if he really loves me. Well, stop arguing with him. Start agreeing with him. Like, that's what his word says, right? I mean, it's just, it's just really, really simple stuff. And see, you can't come into agreement with the Lord unless you have faith. Because let's be honest, some of us, some of us were probably a little bit wretched type people. Like, some are really good people. You just didn't believe in the Lord. And you gave your life to Jesus. Some of us... Some of us weren't exactly really nice people, but then you came into the Lord, right? Like that, you really have to believe that He cleansed you, and you really have to believe that you are a new creation, that the old is gone, and the new really has come. And yeah, I know you remember who I was before, but that no longer defines me because this is who I am right now. Like you really got to come into agreement with that, folks. It's, it's you got to come into agreement with like the one verse we've been talking a lot about recently that he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like that's hard to believe. I mean, it's like, you mean I actually represent the righteousness of God? Yes. Why? Because his word says it and I actually believe it. And so I'm a walking, talking manifestation of the righteousness of God. Doesn't mean I always get it right, but, but I'm just saying I'm a walking, talking manifestation of his righteousness. I just have and to believe that I'm a living epistle and it doesn't matter where I am, who I'm around, people actually see me and they see the goodness of God right here on earth. It's like the word became flesh. Like I just want to believe that. I got to come into agreement with what he says. Can't associate with God unless you have faith. I mean, yeah, you can put an ichthu sticker on the back of your car. You can buy all the cheesy Christian t-shirts you want that look like cereal boxes, right? I don't even, I can't even think of what they're saying. Or, or like, <laughs> like you get a big taco on your shirt and it says, let's taco about Jesus. Like you can do that stuff. Doesn't mean you're actually following them. <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. There's one, I saw one, there was a ketchup bottle. And I said, let's catch up with Jesus. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <clears throat> you can't associate with him 
unless you really have faith. You know, me wearing, like Cincinnati Reds, my favorite baseball team, me wearing a Reds t-shirt, I'm sorry, Cubs fans. Me wearing a red shirt does not make me a Cincinnati Red. Me even believing I, I'm a Reds player, that makes me delusional. But to be associated with someone, you, with the Lord, you actually got to believe that you're walking with him. And you can't approach God unless you have faith. Like Old Covenant... Those who looked upon him, like, like they were afraid to enter into the Holy of Holies, right? That's why the one priest did all the stuff all year long. And one day, one day of the year, they went in. And if they had any sin in them, they'd, they'd fall over dead. Like, you've got to have faith that you're not going to fall over dead if you're entering into the Holy of Holies, if you're going to talk to the Lord. Like, he's not going to be like... Phew. Like we say stuff like, oh, you better not lie, God's going to strike you with lightning. Like we say stuff like that. My grandmother used to say stuff like that. But you've got to have faith that I can actually approach him, right? And actually Hebrews tells us that, that, that we can approach the throne of grace with boldness in our time of need. Which means that if I'm in need, I can come before him and not be fearful of my life, but recognize that he cares for my life. You gotta have faith to do that. You gotta have faith to do that. And and so we we I think if anyone can do anything, it's that he'd get you to believe that you can't approach the Lord. And it's like this too, by the way. Like and you don't have to raise your hands, but if any of you you've been following Jesus for a while, if you sin and you do something. Like, we know that if we repent, he forgives us immediately. But you know what happens? It's that like, I did this. I knew better. I shouldn't have. I probably shouldn't pray today. People do stuff like that. I don't, I don't think I can go back to him for a day or two. And so you wait for a few days. It's like you're punishing yourself, which is like the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Because two days becomes three. Three becomes four. Four days becomes five, and then five becomes six, and six becomes seven. And next thing you know, it's a year before you've actually entered into the Holy of Holies. And the enemy's just like, <laughs> they're, going to church, they're going through all this stuff, but they're not doing anything. But they must believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Warder, rewarder, giver, grantor. You know what he rewards us with? himself. It's like I'm going to, those who seek him find him, right? When we seek after him, he's like, oh, I can't resist that. I'm going to lavish myself on him. He starts to move. He starts to speak. He starts to do things. And then it's like once we get okay with just him, then it's like sometimes he starts to do extra things. It's like James 1.17, which says that every good and perfect thing comes from above. What's good and perfect? I mean, if it's good and perfect, it's from the Lord. Yeah. 
Coming to God and knowing you are to receive is paramount to walking in faith. And so like when we pray, it's this right here. It's really easy. It's like, all right, I'm going to approach him. I'm going to approach the Lord and I'm going to pray. And I don't have any doubt that he's going to meet with me. I don't have any doubt. It doesn't matter if I'm in my car. It doesn't matter if I'm in the sanctuary. It doesn't matter if I'm at my desk, at my house. The moment that I start to turn my heart to him comes. Now, it may be a few minutes, sometimes long. Sometimes it takes a few minutes longer. I don't understand that. But he always rewards me with himself. Always. He's eager to do it. It's like why I feel far away from God. Block out all the distractions. Seek him. And he will reward those who seek him. And it's always with himself. And in himself, there is fullness, there's wholeness. And it's like whatever need or whatever thing you have in your heart, he begins to meet that very thing. And so it may be different from every person in this room, but he, he'll begin to meet and minister to that very need. And, and the problem is, is that, that we, like, we think when we pray, it's almost like we rush through them. And I'm guilty about rushing through dinner prayers, I'll be honest. But it's like when we pray, it's like, oh, God, thank you for this day. I thank you for everything you've done. Would you watch over me? Would you guide me? Would you protect me today? Take care of my family. Let Ethan have a great day at school today, Lord. Let him learn lots of stuff. Let April have a really good day at work. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We pray like that. And then we wonder why we never encounter him. But if I come and I come before him and I'm like, he's a rewarder of those who seek after him. And I come before him with boldness and confidence. I'm like, Lord, I pray that you would meet Ethan today at school. I pray you'd help him when he's at school. I pray you'd lead him, guide him. Let him, be, let him be a young man filled with your Holy Spirit. Don't let him give in the temptation today, God. Would you protect him? Would you help him to learn that way? When he becomes an adult, he launches into a successful young man. Would you watch over my wife today when she's at work, Lord? Would you give her the words that she needs to say? Would you guide her? Would you direct her? Would you protect my family from the schemes of the enemy today? Would you do that today, God? And Lord, I'm here by myself today. No one's around. But would you just, would you begin to talk with me? Would you begin to minister my heart? I really want to hear from you. You're really good. I have to hear from you, actually. And you begin to slow down like that. And I'm not telling you have to pray like that. I'm saying... But if you slow down and you anticipate that when you're doing that, that he's going to come, he's going to end up ministering to your heart. He rewards you with himself. And I was doing that for demonstrations. They're feeling the Lord all over me. He's just really good like that. And it's believing that my prayers don't fall upon deaf ears. But actually, I'm talking to someone that's seated on the throne, but he's actually in the room with me. Changes everything. Changes everything. <laughs> this last point. Faith is built. Like faith, it's almost like you've got to build it. Like you, you lay the foundation and you build on it. And you build on it, build on it, build on it. Faith is built by believing the truth. And the truth just so happens to make you free. <laughs> Several of you got really free this week. 
Several of you got really free this week. Several of you have gotten free last few weeks. The worst possible scenario would be for our people to fall back into the chains that they were in before. That would be like the worst possible scenario. And by the way, I just believe this, and I believe I can prove it with the word, that if you get free and then you run back to whatever it was, it's actually worse than it was to begin with. That's why, that's why the word says that, you know, when a demon gets cast out, that he goes and he gets seven other friends, and if he finds it empty, he brings them in. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's what it is. And so that's why when you see, like, even people relapse, let's just get real practical. When someone stops drinking and they get set free and they start drinking again, typically it's much, much worse. Or like I've had friends that have passed away from, from drug overdoses. They got clean for a while. And what happened? They went back to it and they went in so much deeper than they were to begin with and their body couldn't handle it. Why? Because it got worse. You understand what I'm saying? So the worst possible scenario would be to go back to whatever that thing was. And it's not pretending that thing wasn't there. It's just continue day by day by day walking in freedom. Some of us in this room, it, you're going to have to make that choice to walk in freedom every single day. Some days are going to be easier than others. But we've got to make that conscientious choice. No, I am free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm going to walk in that, right? So, so what, what's really cool is, is, is this. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So how do I build that faith? By exposing ourselves to the truth. What is truth? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Look at it. John 8. If you continue in my word. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Amen. By the way, it doesn't say the truth sets you free. It says the truth makes you free. It's actually a creative act. It's not just, it's like, no, you were in bondage. No, now you're not. You're made free. It says, if you continue, if you remain, if you abide, if you stay in this activity in my word, the logos, the written word of God, the gospel, then you'll be disciples and you will know the truth. This is wild. Know means to learn. It's, it means to acquire it means to become familiar with. And um, I won't say the exact words, but the word know the truth, it actually means that, that you would become one as a man and a wife become one when they're married. And so the truth becomes so ingrained in you that you actually become a living expression of that truth. That is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You become that reality with him. And this is the truth will make you free. It'll liberate you. So how do you expose yourself to the truth? Day by day. Day by day. Day by day. Sometimes it's a few minutes. Sometimes it's longer. <coughs> but it's day by day. Open this thing up. <coughs> Open this thing up. Read it. I don't know what to read. I can get you reading plans. It's easy. <coughs> Start with the Gospels. Read the red letters, what Jesus says about you. 
what he says, who the son sets free or who the son makes free is free indeed. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs. Like I'm just spitting off. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs. Today's the 27th, which means today, this morning, I read Proverbs 27. <laughs> and and on, if there's only 30 days in the month, that last day I'll read 30 and 31. Or February, I read 28, 29, 30, 31 that day. is a good day. <laughs> but I want to expose myself to that. And I'm not reading the word. I'm reading the word, but what I'm doing is I'm sitting in front of it and I'm saying this is a written expression of who you are. And I'm asking that you take this word that was written down with pen and paper and I'm asking that you end up making it flesh, right? It's the, it's Jesus was the word that became flesh. Help me to become the word that's made flesh. So I'm reading this and I'm saying, would you read me, Holy Ghost, when I look at your word? Would you read me? Would you mold me? Would you shape me? I'm going to keep exposing myself to this. And the enemy, he's going to say stuff like this. It's like in, in, in what is it, Matthew chapter 2, Matthew, Matthew 2, Matthew 3, Jesus comes. He gets baptized by John the Baptist, and immediately the Spirit leads him out into the wilderness, and he gets tempted by the devil. And what's the devil <coughs> tempt him with? The devil actually tempts him with the Word. He takes the Word, and he twists it. <coughs> but Jesus knew the Word, and he spoke it back to him. He says, I'll show you all these kingdoms, and I'll give them to you. If you just bow down and worship me, and Jesus says, "We shall worship none other than the Lord, you know, than the Lord God." We'll just jump off this temple and let the angels attend to you. I'm going to tempt the Lord. I'm not going to test the Lord. Like He knew the word and He spoke it out, and it's actually what liberated him and set him free in that moment. And so, those who got free. I'm not trying to be legalistic about telling you to read the word. I'm just saying it's truth bombards you. And then when the lies of the enemy come, you'll recognize that they are a lie. Right? It's like in John. I, I'm just going to say the book of John. I'm not going to try and quote it right now. But in John, it says, a stranger's voice you will not recognize. Right? And Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. They obey my commands. It's like, how do I learn the lies of the enemy? By getting so familiar with the truth that anything that doesn't sound like the truth, you know it's a lie. And that's how you stay free. That's how we stay free is by exposing ourselves. And, and it's like this. You're like, well, I don't really understand what I'm reading. That's okay. I promise you. I, I read something, I'm like, that's weird. I don't get that. But the more I look at that, it's, it doesn't even just like this follows up here. But where it does is it changes right here. And as it changes right here, eventually this thing catches up with this thing. And if this thing doesn't catch up to it, I don't care. I just know that I don't, I don't, I don't care one bit. I just know I'm going to keep looking at that because I know for me to continue to walk in freedom and joy and peace, I'm going to expose myself to the truth. Like we say stuff like this, like we want to expose our children to things so they're well-rounded individuals. And we say stuff like it as a parent, right? We want them to learn how to balance a checkbook, right? We want to, we, we, we want to expose them to good things. I mean, we do stuff like this with our kids. Like we expose, our, some of us expose our kids to the music of our childhood, 
because it's much better than the music of today. <laughs> like we expose them to these things. <laughs> that was a dig. Yeah. We expose them to those things. Why? Because we want them to grow up as well-rounded individuals. And so it's like, how do we get free and stay free and how do we walk as a follower of Jesus? We expose ourselves to his truth. And actually in John 17, I think it's John 17, 17, Jesus says, your word is truth. Father, sanctify them by your truth. So it's like, his word's truth. Sanctify me, wash me, cleanse me by your word. So good, isn't it? Amen. So let's be people of faith. All that, let's be people of faith. Let's believe what his word says. Thanks for listening to this week's message. The goal of River City Hope Church is to provide as many resources as we can for free. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to HopeForRiverCity.com. Again, that's Hope, the number four, RiverCity.com.